Welcome to Antique Dust. Hello and welcome to the lovely exciting episode of Antique Dust. Today we are reviewing A Hole in the Bucket, which is episode 2 uh, of series 3 of Bergerac. I am Jonathan. And I am Rob. And together we are Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Woo! Yay! So we're dusting down the fabulous series of Bergerac and we have just watched A Hole in the Bucket where we Im we enjoy the adventures of a plane chicken with an aeroplane and a car, which was very exciting. Um, High-level prostitutes uh, with penthouse parties. How fabulous. And we revisit the gorgeous delights of the video store. So... This episode um, was aired in 1983, and it's about a drug addict, Terry Fuller. Terry spelt with an I at the end, so oh obviously dear. that makes her oh very dear. common. Um, she arrives in Jersey with a policewoman called Liz Phillips. It's a very sturdy lady with a very sensible haircut. Uh, under the witness protection scheme, as she is to testify about her gang a gangster boyfriend. Well, I say boyfriend loosely, I think yeah, owner. I'm not, I'm not so sure about the boyfriend no. thing. Uh, and only Jim and Liz know about this, which caused a little bit of domestic disharmony with Jim Bergerac and his ex-wife. And is also thrown into the mix um, Charlie, obviously, obviously, and um, a journalist, and yeah. there's general toing and froing. Yes, but don't you think? Don't you think that there's yet again another change in tone? and stale this was like very very adventurous it felt a little bit like an episode of the professionals the well, original series not the rebooted yeah i mean i'm i was thinking more about it's a bit grittier i'm thinking uh, i'm don't want to to jump towards the end but the, the there's a definite kind of grittiness it felt very european about this i don't know about european but it certainly felt more sweeney than professionals to me yeah just to me it wasn't as see i just glossy. wonder whether this marks a another transition in the the series because remember we've got a new script editor uh, dennis spooner, spooner. The, the spoonerisms dennis spooner the sort of avengers professionals kind of guy has moved on we've got chris boucher who's but i just think i just think it's becoming a bit of a a grittier series now and i suspect this episode probably marks uh, just a bit of a transition maybe time will tell time, as, yeah. we, as we watch more episodes i mean I, it it was still quite glossy uh as it, in its presentation it did have more urbane sort of because obviously we had a prostitute called terry who spelt with an i at the end so that obviously makes a very common apparently and well, according it, to you according, yeah. apparently. And it was east it was more east end villain so it was yeah. so rather than having the the glitzy glitterati very wealthy yeah. Yeah, criminality we, we, yeah, the mega rich weren't in much no much they, evidence they, here except when charlie's rolls royce nearly got a got dented in the in a car accident oh, so yeah. that, that was that was probably the, the glossiest thing so the, the, the episode starts with uh jim bergerac 
he's getting a little bit more familiar with Deborah. Yeah, well, one one girlfriend is out the picture, and, and she's so, not even mentioned at all. And she's not mentioned at all, and so in, in so yeah, I think there seemed to be a, a growing coziness. For the moment, anyway. And I think Charlie's trying to push the sort of the envelope a little bit because uh, obviously he's aware that they're spending a little bit more time together, having dinners. And I say Deborah is rather upset because Jim should have had a week off where he cleared his desk and then suddenly he's been called because he's having to look after this witness protection thing, which is above pay grades and what have you so there's only a limited amount of people that can know about it because apparently there's a hole in the bucket there's a hole in the bucket hence the title of the episode a hole in the bucket bucket. i know and uh it it generally sort of the the thawingness of their deborah and uh bergerac's relationship is is definitely thawing and she's generally disappointed that he's not sort of spending more time with her and obviously charlie um deborah's father is is quite seems seems to be quite encouraging about the whole situation yes he doesn't seem upset of their growing uh rapprochement no i mean i I think it's uh from going on what's been suggested in the previous series because he's dried himself out and he's not the sort of booze hound that he he once was um there's there's a so that was the major influencing factor of of their relationship dying a death um but overall um i quite like their relationship we don't see any of um diamante lil in this episode yeah i suspect we shall probably see less and less uh diamante lil i don't really think this is just me all totally over the top of my head but i don't really think she fits particularly well with the the grittier direction Mm. that Bergerac for the moment for the moment for the oh, she's moment. still in the title sequence she's still in the title sequence good, as is Char- Charlotte we see a little bit of Charlotte in a Macintosh yes and it looked like she had a a, a day trip out to Jersey for, for no, that no. I, well, unless I, it was filmed in the streets of Ealing just made to look like no that is Jersey that 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 is genuinely Jersey that yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not so sure how you can tell just from a brief I know glimpse. I say I, 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 Jersey is my life <laughs> <laughs> Bergerac is my since, life. Since when? Since when? Since we started in yeah, episode okay, one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so um, the episode arrives. Uh, there's a little bit of nonsense in the airport where you've got someone with a very bad wig uh, going through an airport, through going to Barcelona, because obviously they know they're being followed trying to, to to get them off the scent really and the person that actually went through the airport is actually the liz lady who's looking after terry with an eye um and so she suddenly transforms into i think it was british caledonian it was scarf she was a caledonian girl <laughs> she was a caledonian I wish they girl. all could be caledonian, caledonian girls, girls. <laughs> are they still going Caled- no no, no, <laughs> no I, th- I think they, they merged and became part of something else i can't rem- i can't remember and i would have to google it and i can't, I can't be bothered, bothered. <laughs> and then then a very elderly well it must have been a newish volkswagen polo and they come off the sea link ferry more sea link is uh well that was the only way to get to jersey or you can go on a plane <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, which another which does lead us nicely on to um 
Charlie introducing one of the characters that takes a pivotal situation on this episode where one of his mates you uh, mean Tug William Tug what a name Tug, Tug. <laughs> it's just like really I don't think he was christened Tug. <laughs> you know that would be a, such a disappointing that, that, that would be he could get the ripped in that prep school with that name <laughs> so anyway so we, we I suspect he didn't go to prep school no, actually it's, Jonathan it's a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a diamond in the rough so Tug is being sort of winched in with some some sort of frippery that uh, that Charlie is dealing with with some sort of charity event and sort of having arguments with Deborah about striped awnings and sort of a flyby and then suggesting pie, sort of parachuting and everything. Deborah makes a really nice off the hand cuff. So well, you could always free fall from it holding a striped awning. <laughs> That'd be quite interesting. Which made me titter. Made you titter. <laughs> it did. It did. And it was a light point in an otherwise gritty episode. <laughs> there was quite a few nice little light points. We meet uh so they, they so the Terry is is ensconced into this little sort of quite dreary sort of country hotel which looks like a little bit of faded elegance but it I, I don't it didn't look like one of these sort of ones which were like burnt down in the last episode it was no more, this was quite this was a nice one nice a, a nice-ish one and we also meet one of the characters from only fools and horses working yes. behind the bar mickey pierce is working behind the bar and and hooks up terry because obviously terry is sort of got a cocaine habit yeah. But he doesn't have a pencil moustache. He doesn't have a pencil moustache. He, he was working on that. He didn't have the right pencils at the time. <laughs> so he only had a biro and that kept running out. Yeah. Um, but but uh, he he knows, you know, he knows how to sort you out. <laughs> well, he, he lines up Terry to go and meet up with, or well, we assume uh, lines Terry up with someone that can supply her with what she wants. Some uh, hokey cokey. Some hokey. Hokey cokey, yes. Without the hokey. Yes. Uh, and then she steals Liz's car and drives off and gets completely plastered and buys, with all Liz's money, this bag of white powder and on the way back has an encounter and uh, driving at 60 miles an hour, <gasps> which is 20 miles over the speed limit in Jersey. Really? Uh, I know, dreadful. And uh, scuffs uh, Charlie's um, Rolls Royce. Ooh. And uh, that's where everything sort of... And Tog Williams... Tug Williams who, was in the Rolls Royce. Yes, and who we can assume from the meaningful looks that were exchanged between Terry and... There's a bit uh, of recognition going yes. on. So I wonder, was, was Tug a regular at Frankie's His penthouse parties? parties. Woo! Mm. Maybe that's where he got... No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I wonder how tall a building has to be to be a penthouse. Or is it just like a top floor? Oh, cause if it, uh, yeah, I was in a state... I'm sorry... I, I, I'm whittering yeah. now. Yeah. I, was, I don't think anyone really. I, I, I don't know. We had uh, this. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think if you've got like three or four floors, it's just a top floor flat. But I think it's a penthouse if it's like sort of in the in in the above in the in the clouds in the clouds. Yeah. I I sort of think that a penthouse has maybe has maybe less to do with height and more to do with palatial luxury. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, it could just be a top floor council flat. Yeah. Penthouse. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, we, we, we've digressed a little bit. If yeah. you do know what, what's the definition of a penthouse, that'd be lovely. As an estate agent, I really should know. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you absolutely should. Mind you, I don't think there are many penthouses in, in our vicinity. No, we don't really have many. Tap- yeah. it's, it's Cheshire. We You're more likely to get a hen house than a penthouse. You'll have a hen right? house, yes. Yes, and we, us, we serve quinoa or something like that. Lovely, yeah. Because we do have a local Waitrose and Marks and Spencers. No, we don't have a Waitrose. But we, we do, do that's in Sandbach, really. Yes, but that's not local. Oh, it's more local than other places. <laughs> so anyway, so we have a meaningful look. So yeah, oh gosh, the, the, this episode is really quite nicely layered. Yeah. Um, and given that Terry is supposed to be sort of hiding out, she does seem to go out of her way right. to make herself very with visible. The, with all the glitzy, uh, <laughs> glitzy tops. Well, not just that, but driving at 60 miles an hour and crashing into Rolls Royces. That's not exactly... It's only a, a slight... We didn't actually see the scuff. We just assumed that. The, the, the well, I bu- guess the budget didn't extend to actually scuffing, scuffing the Rolls Royce. No, the Rolls Royce is probably on higher. <laughs> also, we also have to mention that the uh, the, the Bergerac's uh, little Triumph Roadster is looking really, really monumentally broken. Well, they, they, they need to string it out for a few more, a few more, a few more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he borrows Deborah's uh, tri- yellow Triumph stag, which was otherwise a bit more appropriate, and it looked like it could move quickly as well. Yeah. Which will lead. We'll, we'll get on to the the the, 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 the sort of the, 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 the thrilling the thrilling game of chicken between the, the car and yeah. the aeroplane. The thrilling finale, but never mind. So we have lots. There's lots of layered episodes with. Uh, there's a meeting in a video shop. Um, with, with some electro- an electronic score, which feels like something out of Emmanuel. It was a bit synthy, but appropriate, I suppose, for that style of video shot. We're not talking blockbusters here. Yeah. We're talking um, something under the counter for tonight, gentlemen, kind of. <sighs> Uh, do, you want, do you want to hear my blockbuster story? Oh, tell us your blockbuster story. When I was a teenager, um, all I really wanted to do was work in a video shop. Why did you want to work in a video <laughs> shop? Video. I absolutely adore. I adored did, did you imagine that working in a video shop just entailed watching lots and lots and lots and lots of videos? Yes. Okay. And um, <laughs> so, so obviously, I went. I did my A levels and everything. Well, and obviously, yeah, obviously. And I was at, at college and went to university and everything like that. And as the job came up, working at Blockbusters, and I applied for it. I got interviewed for it. They said I was overqualified. Oh. <laughs> I was just like really disappointed because I would have really, really loved to work at Blockbusters. I mean, obviously not now because it would well, be, not I'd, be, I'd be in an empty shop <laughs> with, with some curled up posters. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess the, the closest to that now is working as a kind of some kind of technical support analyst with Netflix. <laughs> yes. Sorry, switch it off and switch it on again. <laughs> yes, try that. Switch all your internet off and switch your phone off. And then yeah. if it doesn't work, switch you the can power off at the, <laughs> the mains. At the mains. Demolish your house. You'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Do some star jumps in the car park. It'd be lovely. Uh, <laughs> everything would be magically sorted. No, but I, there was just something about the whole fantasy of of working in a video yeah. shop. I suspect there's more fantasy than reality there. Yeah. I, my, I, my only experience of video shops when I was a kid was that the one would open every every few months. <laughs> the take the take money and membership and, and then, then shut down and then shut down and run off with your membership money. That's that was that was the kind of that style of video shop that was featured in the 
in, in the episode with a bit of, you know. It was one of those. Easy come, easy go sort of thing going on there. And usually, I mean, we we were very unfortunate to have a Betamax uh, video player and there was very little. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how many times I watched Godzilla. Oh, my, with my, we had a Betamax as well, so we kept because obviously Betamax was the better quality one. Yeah, apparently, it was, it was the way of the future. It was the way of the future. But for love, no money. It was. It was some. It was a video shop that we went to, which didn't close down. I mean, there was lots of VHS ones that didn't. They had signs. It's like it's like don't accept the Irish or blacks. It was just like, don't, there's no Betamax here. It was a sign in the window of the video shops. Oh, well, our video so shops did, not... did, have, did have Betamax, but just not well, very much the, of it. The, the new ones that set up there are all on VHS. There was only one which was a, sort of a couple of, well, three miles out um, that you had to go to. And they had, they had it was two floors of, of um, videos, which was amazing. Um, two floors of why on earth was this paradise of video? It was in Cheshire. It was a converted sort of shop. Uh, well, as it, well, it was, it was converted a into uh, uh, a shop. Uh, and it had, you, you walked in and you had three rooms downstairs. Then you had stairs, obviously, to go upstairs. And then you had two, two, two other floors. And out of all this copious amounts of lots and lots of videos and everything, yeah. you had two shelves of Betamax. Oh. And th th there was a range of Disney things. So I had The Love Bug. And okay. there was another thing about a bear. And they were the only two things that actually sparked any interest. Okay. So I think I rented The Love Bug. <laughs> Half a dozen times. Uh, no, it was just very disappointing. And yeah. then eventually, parental units succumbed, and we uh, we, we switched. Got, we switched to VHS. Yes. Hooray! Yes. Yeah, so eventually, we did switch to VHS, which was rather annoying because I, by that point, I had quite a big collection of <laughs> home taped stuff that was all on Betamax that was now unwatchable. <laughs> did you not keep the Betamax? No, because it was rented. Oh, you... Oh. D.E.R. wanted it back. Oh, no. Because we were poor. I think we did... I we were poor but happy. I, I think they tried... Up a close. A, the parental unit, we, they, they went to Radio Rentals, or was it Rumbelows? And we had the... Uh, we rented a VHS one just to see if we'd like it. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we loved it like it we yeah. loved it of course these days i suppose bright house is probably the nearest that you get to um renting rented stuff stuff like that even though you're not actually renting it yeah. but yes yeah back there li listeners those of uh those those of you who are too young to remember once upon a time we didn't buy things we rented them yeah. we didn't rent uh, washing machines and really yes yeah i remember they say you could rent televisions yeah. televisions well, we, we, we always rented televisions until relatively recently oh. i'm talking i mean I'm, I'm not talking like last week i'm talking uh, well i think radio rentals they used to rent radios or hence the radio <laughs> rentals yeah, <there> is a <laughs> Yeah, oh god it just dawned on me now <laughs> sorry listeners that's a little bit stupid <laughs> so, uh, i do apologize we are recovering from having burns night supper where i instinctively picked up um a bagpipes and 
and rocked the bagpipes with not a single day's lesson. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, let's just say that, well, you, you struggle to inflate the bag, I think is probably what. Shush! Listeners just want to think that I'm musically gifted. <laughs> bagpipes played well, bagpipes not played well. It sound the friggin' same. Sorry. I, I, I've just crashed and burned your entire Scottish heritage. My, my heritage <laughs> has been, has been yeah. trashed. So anyway, let's move swiftly back on to Bergerac. Where were we? Uh, we're there. The video shot where there's been a nonsense going on about that. Um, Terry has been a little bit awkward. She's trying to sell a story to a journalist. The journalist says that he can pay her money the journalist, for a story. Um, was one of the policemen in Minder. Oh, oh yes, I thought I recognised yeah. him. Yes, right. Always, right try, always trying right to nick um, Arthur Daly, and always ending up with. Dennis Waterman stuck <laughs> stuck in the cells. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's lots of familiar faces in this episode. Um, the person that played Terry has been in bonkers amount of stuff, isn't it? Isn't it? So she's still still working as a as a good actress and everything, but her hairstyle has improved. So anyway, no, this, she was in Brookside for a while, I think. Yeah, she wasn't one of the lesbians, was she? No. Did she have the semi or detached? I don't know. I don't know. I never watched. So it's just, I, I think I watched a few episodes and I really couldn't understand what they were saying. I needed subtitles. Okay. Yeah. So I have told you about this, haven't I? Yeah. So when we lived, they say when we moved up from London to Cheshire, uh, I had a little black and white portable, and I say so if you could tune it in, you could actually tune into Welsh TV shows, and so I used to watch Super Ted in Welsh because it was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Yes, cheap. Ah, bango. And and I I stumbled on to Brookside, and I thought it was it was, it doesn't sound Welsh. I can sort of make out some words. You thought it was what I thought it was Pabolicum or whatever it's called, the, <laughs> yeah. the Welsh soap opera. <laughs> I thought I could recognise the words, and, and but it's it's not Welsh. What is it? And it was Scouse. It was. It was <laughs> I can now com- I, I can now sort of sort of translate Scouse a little bit now. Okay. You just Apologies have- to our <laughs> to, to our listeners to, to, to our listeners from Merseyside. <laughs> Merseyside. I just it's just that you just need to listen hear someone with see pronunciation with a with a, a deep whine of a moped in the background. Yeah. So so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, Jonathan, you managed to insult the Scots and uh, and the Scouse. Uh, do you want anyone else that you want to <laughs> have a no and the Welsh? You you've you've had a at the Welsh. Oh, I quite so, like the Welsh. So um, I'm just wondering whether there's there, there's there's any yeah, anyone else I think, you want I, to I think, go I, I think my general terror of bigotry of accents okay. has, has ended. Has it ended for, for today? <laughs> so the, a little bit a bit more nonsense with regards to Terry meeting up with the journalist and the journalist promising to, to sort up a story. He hasn't really sorted the story up. He realised that he's getting into a little bit of a sticky situation, so goes to the, goes to the police because obviously feels as though Terry is getting herself into a lot more hot water than I originally thought. He puts her up in a house, in a bit of a safe house. Um, meanwhile, mean, meanwhile, the, the bad guys have, have tracked her down mm-hmm. um, via the video shop and the, the journalist, and they've sent a hitman. Hitman, who looks a little bit like central casting for a low, a low, yeah. for hair flick. Yeah. And according to IMDB, th- this is the only role that... that particular actor ever ever had or maybe he peaked 
Maybe he did. <laughs> or maybe he was a mate of someone and she was just standing in. We well, didn't actually say much either, did no, he? They didn't have much of a dialogue. Much of a di- he just had, dialogue. A, had a look and his hair was slicked The look back. of a hitman about him. Yeah. Uh, I, Not the hitman and her. And he's got, I, I, I can't say I've seen any silences, but the silencer that he was screwing onto his, it's his thing, it, it looked like a drain pipe. <laughs> For some reason, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he's, mean, meant, he's, he's meant to be killing someone, but he's in the middle of yeah. nowhere. There is no one around. Why do you need a silencer? Yeah. And obviously, people who know about these things will recognize that, that putting a silencer on. He, well, ba- basically, he is, he is trying to, to take out this the, the Terry. Terry from a distance. With, with it. And with putting it, with a silencer onto any kind of weapon. Is is actually going to knock your aim off quite significantly. So no hitman would ever attempt to kill someone from a distance with a silencer. You'd apart have a rifle, being, wouldn't you? Apart from being pointless, it's 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 going to kn- knock your aim off. But it gave them something to video them screwing in. Yeah, yeah, it's just for the drama. For it's the not dra- drama, drama, drama. It's not it's not reality, Jonathan. It's not reality. It's not reality. It's, it's not an unscripted documentary thing. Is it not? No. Oh, it's like a reality TV. Um, so the chap that drops him off uh, is in this with Sierra, original Sierra. This must have been very modern at the time. Um, spots that the police officers there and tries to get his attention by beeping his horn. Uh, that alerts the police officer Liz um, to pull a gun and push Terry to the floor. And yeah. uh, uh, and sh- uh, sort of the, the, there's a gun. There's Sort of a, 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 a toot of a horn and then a shot of a gun, but um, she gets ki- she gets shot and get killed. She does one shot with her thing and then gets him right in the forehead. Yeah, I mean, sh- let's face it, she's a hell of a shot. Very, very said. Good. I mean, that. Yes. I mean, what a what a shot she is. She must she must have been a world shooting yeah, champion. Well, well, she was tasked with looking after Terry with an eye. Um, so Terry gets put to the floor and then suddenly she rears the error of all of her ways um, and gets whisked away. Bergerac then takes her to his his, his, um, his his barn conversion. His wife then gets involved. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, Deborah does seem to be getting more involved in in the crime fighting. Police work. Yeah, very good. Yeah, maybe they're trying to transition her role from from ex-wife to sidekick. Maybe that maybe that was the plan. Oh, it could have been. Yes. Well, we, but she's the she's crime got fighting st- duo. She's got a lot more stylish hair in this ep- in, in this series because previous ones it's a bit bouffanty and sort of sort of Sloan Rangery. You mean stylish now or stylish at the time? Style. I think it's kind of stylish now, actually. Mm-hmm. For a lady of a certain age, a nice sensible haircut. It's quite elegant. It's quite tailored. Yeah. So, uh, so there's. So she's there looking after. She's actually been quite compassionate. There was a little bit of an awkward scene with with Terry was starting to get a bit tearful, and Deborah was trying to sort of comfort her, but from opposite sides of the room. In the uh, admittedly, the 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 barn conversion is not huge, but it was just like there, there. And then there was like a, an awkward pause when she walked along to like pat her on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I think Deborah's possibly not naturally um, <laughs> no, maternal. Well, no, obviously we have not seen a daughter for, for for many episodes. I think she. I think the daughter does turn up again. I don't oh think, yeah, I she don't does. Think we've seen the last of 
I can't remember uh, the name. Whatever of the it is, Kim. <laughs> Kimmy. Is it Kim? Yeah, I think it's Kimmy. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and so she she sort of comforts her, and then she organises the hotel to get the luggage brought back, and then the someone still using her married name. Still using her married name. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, 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 Bergerac. Mrs. Yeah. Bergerac. Mrs. Bergerac. So she arranges a taxi. Rather than Miss Hungerford. Yes, uh, so we, we she arranges for the, for the luggage to get brought to Bergerac's uh, house via uh, taxi. And there's someone who is part of them, the bad guys, staying at the same hotel as Terry, uh, overhears this, informs on the relevant people, and then they turn up outside um, uh, sort of Bergerac's house and pretending they're from Scotland Yard yeah. to take Terry away. So, uh, so obviously Deborah feels a little bit worried about this, which well is natural. Well but just lets them go off anyway, and then then frantically phones for Bergerac, thinking, "I don't think this is right." Um, but she's at least she's not hurt, which is the main thing. Um, and then it all get twigs that say it's involved with. That, uh, she informs that uh, Terry spotted the Charlie's friend Tug, and Tug runs the, air, the light aircraft. So Bergerac puts two and two together, comes up with the right answer, and that brings in the final exciting scene of um, playing chicken with the with Tug trying to take his, take the plane off uh, under duress by with with, with sort of with a gun um, with one of the bad guys with Terry manhandled into the back of the car, back of the uh, air, the aircraft, and uh, very exciting with the electronic uh, sort of score. Um, and the stag moved quite a, a sort of, it was quite a dashing. Yeah. Obviously, I think that Tug gave up quite quickly. He didn't, he didn't. Well, he didn't really want to be doing what he's doing anyway. There was a, there was a general reluctance to do that. But obviously, he's had sort of acquaintances with the wrong-uns. So, mm-hmm. Penthouse uh, parties. Penthouse we sus- parties. We suspect. We know proof. But we know we proof. Suspect. We suspect. He knows what's right and wrong, and he's mainly on the right thing because yeah. obviously so he's, he's not a wrong one he's not a really a wrong one he's just socialised with the wrong ones to get where he is yeah well I don't know quite where, where he is but he gets there yeah. well he doesn't yeah. he didn't get in the air anyway that's no that's true. <laughs> that's true that's so, true so Bergerac there's a sort of um, sort of a sort of a car spinning round on the beach and very gorgeous scenery yeah. as well L- luckily they didn't try it with the the, the roadster that the roadster yeah a, a catastrophe. <laughs> yes. i don't think the roadster could actually reach 40 miles an hour <laughs> that's why they needed a slightly faster car and the stag did look very good it, it did look it, very that, good. That, that was very very sexy uh, so it's all, all stopped saves bergerac saves the day and then it cuts over to um, Bergerac having a nice romantic meal. It looks like they are actually in Lilo. No, uh, Diamante Lil's, uh, Lil's place. Uh, having Mules Marinere or Probably. some, some That always seems to be the, the perennial favourite. Mm, there's lots the of Mules around. Royal <laughs> the Royal Barge. Uh, they say, well, it's not my problem now. And then we cuts to the final sequence. <gasps> Which I thought was very good, very dramatic, where Terry is being um, walked out of an airport with two sort of police officers, who we assume police officers, walking out outside of the departure lounge, and then bang, and then she's dead. Yeah. And that's so how it ends. Yeah. So, so it's quite European ending. A, a, quite a downbeat, a downbeat, gritty ending, not the sort of thing that we're accustomed to. 
from Bergerac. But I think it's nice that they mix it up like that. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not criticising it. I'm just noting it as uh, a potential transition in style. Mm, yeah. So, uh, but it was it was enjoyable. It was, uh, it was very, a very, very, yeah, it was a rollicking good fun. It rollicked along. Really, really lovely. And um, so if that grades out of five, I'd give it a five out of five. Ooh, five out of five, Jonathan. Where that doesn't leave you any room for manoeuvre, though. That's well, I don't. Well, it's, it's just getting... Well, but you will have to change the scoring system to out of ten if you're going to start... No, well, I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. It had really good content. We didn't have enough Charlotte. We didn't have any diamonds. Well, barely any Charlotte. Well, they, they took her all the way to Jersey for... I think they, a, they probably filmed various episodes. Yeah, so I, I do know how the television industry works. They just take her on the sea link ferry just for, <laughs> just, just, just for 30 seconds. She's constantly feeling a bit queasy and bilious for all the trips again. on the sea link yeah. ferry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was part of a longer shooting block. Yeah, so oh, that's why she was probably wearing a... So, so oh, we're wearing a Mac. <laughs> so they didn't have to actually pay for her, her outfit changes. It was yeah, under, <laughs> under the Mac, she had a ball gown. <laughs> that was for a previous episode, yeah. Or the next so, But it was jolly good. We are we are now two episodes away. Yes. Well, we've got one we've more got, episode. We've got and then countdown. we've got countdown. The countdowns are... For Ice Maiden. First appearance. Philippa Vale. So anyway, that is the end of our lovely little podcast. Sorry we have witted on about Bergerac and other general nonsense, but <laughs> hey, it's our podcast, sorry. we can well, do sorry, what we want. Me, we're sorry, sorry we've witted on at Bergerac. That's the subject of the podcast. <laughs> no, we've witted on. That's like, saying, that's, 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 that's like the Queen apologising for, for a Christmas like Day message, saying, I'm really sorry for wittering on about all the stuff that's gone on with my family <laughs> over the past year. Yeah, that's the purpose of the podcast, to witter on about Bergerac. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a generally fabulous episode. We loved it. Uh, hope you did too. You can find us on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. At Antique Dust. Um, if you have any comments to make about this lovely episode of Bergerac or any upcoming episodes of Bergerac, please do let us know. Um, we promise we are going to be increasing the frequency of these podcasts for Bergerac. We are trying to get to three three a week. It's just that it's been hugely hugely busy because we're very social yes our, so <laughs> our, our, our social lives have exploded exploded over the it's like it's like a, it's like the very first episode of um a bergerac with the explodium in the fiesta van on the airport so yeah. it's like our social you thought yeah you know, i thought generally oh january would be like really nice and chilled and quiet but no, everyone seems to be doing loads of stuff yeah. and we keep getting invited to things. And we just can't say no. And we will just turn up to the opening of an envelope. We if, will. There's a, if there's a few, free glass of ni- uh, yeah. glass of fizz and, and a little bit of nibbles, we're, yeah. we're there. We're, yeah, canopies, we'll be there. Oh, a packet of Golden Wonder. Marvellous. They still do Golden Wonder. Do they? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've, I don't think they've, 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 they've sold Golden Wonder anymore. for years. <gasps> not Walkers or some sort. Tudor. Tudor? Tudor. Do you remember Tudor? Tudor crisps. I don't remember Tudor. Oh that used Lord. to come with the Corona or the Panda Pop delivery that came on yeah. a Thursday. Not Coronavirus. Corona lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I think, I think we need to, to sign off now. <laughs> anyway. Farewell from me, Jonathan. And goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye.
The Bergerac Podcast is an Antique Dust production.